Welcome to the All Personal Podcast Limited Series, Home, Work, Unlocked, where we discuss what work will look like as we get out of lockdown. In this first episode, I am talking to two virtual work visionaries, Brittany Mello and Giancarlo Byros at Forge Recruitment, a boutique recruitment agency specializing in the search and placement of legal professionals into firms and companies across British Columbia and Ontario. I like to call them visionaries because they were already working virtually way before the crisis made us all remote workers. They were already managing things like keeping the team productive, motivated, engaged, and in constant communication. A confession from me. We've worked together on forming and norming their team as they were growing, and it's a privilege for me to have clients like them, leaders who know that building a great team starts with building yourself as a great leader. And yet, I am not subjective when I call them visionaries. Listen in and see why. And I'm sharing a few of their ideas here. We're going to see more flexibility in the long run after this is finished. If employers don't adapt quickly or learn to manage virtually, we're going to see a lot of employees who jump ships to those who do. And you might not get the traditional nine to five that you want, But you have to ask yourself, is the work still getting done? And is what you expect of them getting done? And if it is, you can't complain. Ready? Here they are. Brittany, Giancarlo, thank you for accepting to do this interview. Thank you for being here today, all by virtually, but hey, everything is virtual right now. Thank so, you for having us. Thank you. Sure. And before we dive into the questions, I wanted to ask you to briefly introduce yourselves and your firm. Sure. Sure. So uh, my name is Brittany Mello. I'm uh, one of the managing partners uh, for recruitment and I manage our Vancouver uh, division. So my name is John Carlo. I am also one of the managing partners of Forge Recruitment. So we are a boutique recruitment agency. We focus on legal recruitment in both Ontario and BC. And we've been, we're just coming on to our third year now. Wow. Okay. A, a challenging third year. <laughs> yes, a challenging third year. Challenge, challenging start to the third year. I mean, yeah, small, small, small obstacles. <laughs> Right, because, uh, and I have to say, so to me, you're you're like visionaries. I have to say this. I don't know what you think about yourself, but this is how I see you. Because you started the whole virtual work and this whole concept way before uh, the crisis hit us all. And we all started to work from home and teams started to become virtual teams all of a sudden. So... Tell us a little bit, how was the process of, you know, deciding that you will be working virtually before anyone else was doing that? I mean, for a recruiting firm, how, what, what was it? I mean, first off, thank you. I don't know if it was necessarily 
visionary versus just out of necessity and, and cost efficiency. Um, so I think one of the one of the primary reasons when we first started it was just the two of us. Um, and and we, was, we like the work-life balance. I think that's something that we also really wanted to strive for. Um, and, and we love to travel. So being able to not only just sort of work from home, but just to work from anywhere, to work from anywhere in the world, to work from a coffee shop, we, we really wanted to strive for something that gave us that sort of flexibility. Yeah. So it was, it was the coupled reasons to, for both of them, basically saving money and just an excuse to be anywhere. Yeah. Okay. But you know, there are other firms or even if they are boutique firms and just two, three, four people and they still rent uh, at least a co-working space somewhere. So that's what I'm saying. For, for you, it was immediately knowing that you wanted to be able to work from anywhere and that space didn't matter that much as long as you were doing your job. So that's awesome because it's not something that you would have found like, I don't know, two years ago too often. Yeah, I mean, I think like the technology is there that you can do everything virtually and remotely. So again, when it was just the two of us, it was a relatively easy decision because you know what you're doing and you know what you have to do. Um, so again, came out of necessity, came out of wants, came out of us trying to just kind of live how we wanted to live. It became more interesting when we then tried to grow and scale, which so. is obviously a challenge in it <laughs> of itself. Managing. So how was that? Okay, so how was that? Because we're we're getting so you grew initially. You added how many how many people to your team? Yeah, started out with one. Um, so we went from a team of two to three, and then we that unfortunately didn't work out. So we went back to two, and then we added two people. So we went from two to four, and now we're up to uh, six. And then we just brought on someone for the summer. So we're at seven. Okay. So how was that transition at first from just the two of you and then working with another team member or other team members? How was that going? Because you were still working virtually. Yeah, it, it was exciting for us, I think. Like, I think um, it was it was new. Um, so like the management side of things, especially working remotely was, was very, very new. So sort of trying to wrap our heads around that and kind of learn as we went was quite interesting. We didn't really have management skills to begin with. So it was a trying to manage people and then B trying to manage people that you don't see every day. So I think there was, um, a couple obstacles that you have to overcome. And, and I mean, it was it was definitely a challenge in in the beginning, a lot of stuff to kind of work through. And we're still working through things yeah. every day, all the time, and trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, Just kind of, it's something that you get better with over time. And um, wh- while continuing to work remotely, you figure out different sort of niches and things that work well for one person and might not work well for another person. So it's just kind of about going with the flow and, and adapting as you go. That's that's great to hear because really change is the only constant that we have right now. So being able to be that flexible and to adapt to whatever happens, that that's something we can all strive for, I think. Okay, so I wanted to ask you, you now have a team in place. You work virtually, but what how does that 
first will work work for you as a team now. So um, how do you motivate your team? Uh, what routines do you have in place? Where what do you do with your team to make them feel that they are part of the team? So I, I think we didn't have anything in place before we met you. So I, I we we were uh, we were still <laughs> we were uh, very I think I mean we're still I would say uh, uh, unstructured now. I, I'm always going to think that, but I think we were very unstructured in the beginning and kind of just went with the flow. We're very easygoing people, and I think to 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 a fault. So in the beginning, it was really really challenging to to motivate people, and I think that's kind of one one of the issues that we we might have come across and, and why things didn't work out. So now we definitely have more structure and, and, and to the virtual work we have. Obviously we do recruitment, so it's essentially a sales environment. So there are financial incentives that people have, quarterly, annual, um, we work on like daily and weekly things too for people to achieve too. So I think motivating them financially is a big thing. But I think one of the things we did is we were always very now transparent with our team. We're very open on the communication with them, what we're looking to do, where we want to go. And I find that that helps them buy in very much to, to the team. So that that's kind of really good. Yeah. I, I would say, um, and, and in order to, to kind of be able to implement this and to start to motivate, you need to have a routine set in place. So we do normally on Mondays we meet in person um, we we go over sort of our weekly targets um, what we did the previous week what went well what didn't went well what we have set up for the, the coming week so that's usually our Mondays and that's really important I think to keep people motivated to still you know put a face to you know the name and to see each other at least once a week so virtually it's been it's been interesting we've been doing video calls but um and then and then every day every morning from tuesday to friday we have our uh, morning phone calls with our teams so i think that's also really important with keeping people motivated having everyone understand what the goal is for the day for the week for for the month so i think always being able to keep that constant communication is key on that, like Brittany said, like the constant communication, I think people think like you work remotely, you work virtually, so you you never talk to to everybody else on your team. But I mean, we're we're regularly messaging each other, talking to each other. It's it's almost like nonstop. So you forget that you don't see them. I mean, it's been eight weeks now of quarantine, um, and I mean. It, it doesn't feel like we haven't seen our team because we just talk to them so regularly all the time. Um, and we do do a lot of video stuff, so. Yeah, and it's something that you were used to doing before anyway. So keeping this constant communication open. Do you have, I don't know, any specific platforms that you use for, apart from the um, video communication? What do you, how do you text each other? Do you use WhatsApp? What do you use? Because people, like, people are asking these questions now. How do you keep this, this constant communication open? Well, I think for, in, in terms of communicating, in terms of what we're doing for work, um, we find Google Docs really, really helpful. So like we'll have everybody who has access to edit a certain uh, Google Doc form and, um, you know, we can, we, we kind of keep track of different things using that. And it's a platform everybody can kind of constantly add to or take away from or adjust. And then in terms of like regular communication, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's really whatever. So uh, we break our teams down into basically a Vancouver team and a Toronto team. And so 
each team kind of communicates with whatever throughout the day with whatever is most convenient for them and easiest. So Brittany is always on the phone talking to them. Um, and then I have, we have uh, on my team, we have uh, the Google Hangouts we use or the Google chat, whatever that is. And so we're always on that. So um, I think it's whatever is, you just go with the flow and whatever's easiest for, for each, each group. Right. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. That, that means that you kind of agree. Okay. What works? Okay. This is what we're going to use. See how it works for everybody. Okay. So because you were using these kind of communication, this kind of work sets, uh, you were already virtual meeting once a week in person, which is still great because it gives that sense of, hey, we're all together. So what's been changing apart from you don't have your in-person meetings on Mondays? Has anything changed in how you work since the, the crisis happened? Not, not really. I would say like the main thing was just like not seeing each other on Mondays was probably the biggest sort of obstacle and and um, we definitely miss seeing each other but apart from that we've sort of always conducted business virtually so we use phone we use video call so thankfully COVID-19 hasn't really affected the way that we we run our business the way that we do business what do yeah, you think? And, and I think like uh, one thing like we still do our, our Monday morning meetings are just all done virtually I think one thing I've noticed is when you do the Monday morning meetings in person, it's easy to be a lot more collaborative because people are 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 a bit more inclined to jump in and talk or you can kind of break out into groups. It's a lot more easier when it's done via video. Initially, I, we did have a couple a few challenges, but uh, I think if you just kind of open up the floor even more and get people's inputs even more, it, a lot of people kind of say what they're seeing, what their thoughts are, and it becomes, again, much more collaborative. So that's one thing. So I think on our, our Monday morning video meetings or month weekly meetings, we just open up the floor even more and just let everybody communicate, like say, say that whatever they want. And I find that really helps. I know that you were also organizing some amazing uh, team building activities with your team from time to time. So are you, have you moved that online or are you doing how is that going now? Have you stopped let, it until we all restart? Brittany runs this one. We've been, <laughs> we've been doing, um, like, I mean, it's, it's tough because we're not meeting in person, so it's it's different. But we did have, um, we did like a happy hour on Thursday, and it was, um, we did uh, online uh, virtual Pictionary. So that was a lot of fun. And everybody brought their drink of choice and a snack, and we all showed each other what we were having. And it was fun. Like I woke up that morning with a with a sense and a purpose to brush my hair and I was excited to see everybody and excited to to be social and, and just kind of talk about something other than just work, right? Like so it was it was a very fun sort of way to just kind of reconnect with everybody in a very light sort of way by we played Pictionary, but we've seen other businesses do like virtual bingos and um, trivia nights. So there's a lot of different things you can do to try to keep your team, you, you know, staying connected and having fun while you can't see each other. But um, it's it's tough because you're not team building face to face um, in person. So it, it is different, but um, we're trying to be as creative as we can. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you are. <laughs> I think too on this, like we also had, it was someone's birth, like we, we try and go out for people's uh, birthdays for lunches. And obviously you can't do that now, 
but we had someone's birthday a couple of weeks ago and we sent as a team, sent them a basket to their door. So I think there are definitely little things that you can do to, to show your team you're still connected without physically having to, 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 to be there. And, and we had, we had the basket sent while we were on a video call. So it was really cool because um, wow. she went to go get her basket and she was like, hold on, somebody's at the door. So it was really, really cool um, to, to watch her and, and, and see that. And so, so you still have that connection, but it's, it's virtual. So it's, it's a little bit different, but we're trying to make the best of, of the situation while we're, while we're in it. Wow, that sounds great. I mean, what a great surprise. Perfect timing as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it worked out well. Okay, so because you have already a lot of experience uh, working virtually, managing a virtual team, um, do you have any advice or any tips that you can share with leaders or managers or teams that will be working virtually from now on? That I, we don't know yet how long this is going to last. But even after we slowly get back to the new normal, whatever the new normal will be looking like, some companies say that they will still keep their employees working virtually or doing something about that. So what are your, your tips for managing virtual teams and working virtually? I, I think so. One of, one of the things right off the bat and again, you helped us with this was a having clear expectations of of what you need from each person, both on kind of from the, the top point of view. So like, what, what do we expect you to achieve or what you need to do to, to move forward to X, Y, Z, but then also like a baseline of what's the bare minimum expectation. So I think you definitely need to give those guardrails um, to your team and you have to properly uh, communicate to them what you expect, what happens if, if those aren't met and kind of uh, what hap like what happens to the business if those aren't met. So you kind of why is, why it's important and you can't just you can't just assume people are going to do things automatically. So I think laying out those clear expectations and those guardrails is definitely point number one. Yeah, don't leave anybody in the dark. I think that's like the most important thing. People are already nervous and anxious and afraid right now in terms of what's going on. So I think it's really important to just be as transparent as you can as a business and from a managerial standpoint to, to let your let your staff know what's going on and, and what you're doing to, to work with the situation and to make things work and what you need to see from them to help you get through the, the whole sort of process. And I think too, you have to understand it's going to be a growing pain for both sides anyways. And so you kind of have to let the people make their mistakes and then correct it where you can and identify it and let them know this is this is why it's done this way or this is why it's done that way i think you can't just come down on people um so i think you have to you have to expect there to be a lot of issues and challenges and you're just going to have to work through it as as each come so that's that's really really big too but in terms of like businesses and, and what we foresee happening in the future we think that after this is going to force a lot of businesses to to move their their teams to being remote, you know, full time or partially remote, um, moving forward. I think people are getting a taste of remote work. I think some people might absolutely love it. Some people might not like it at all. But I think businesses are finding that it works for them. Some are finding, okay, this doesn't work at all. But either way, I think we're going to be seeing more flexibility in in the long run after this is all finished with. And it, it's interesting too because I think we, 
what this did is is we saw kind of two things. So companies were forced to figure out the remote work from home model, the virtual model. And you have some companies who knocked it out of the park and did a really good job at it. And then you had others who were, they didn't really want to adapt. They were forced to adapt. And in doing so, they really ramped up, I would say, their management style and, and maybe uh, kind of a, a approach that micromanagement level, which I don't know, like, had, definitely there's a lot of people who are unhappy with that and, and how it's 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 feeling on them and I think they they started off wanting or wanting this work from home option and then as soon as they got they realized it's not going to work with my current employer so I think if those companies or employers don't adapt quickly or learn to manage virtually um, I think you're going to end up seeing a lot of these employees jump ship to those who do so I think that that's going to create a whole lot of problems in the future yeah it's a it's a whole lot of uh, trust involved in the the, the virtual work right because you need to trust that people are gonna work they're gonna do their work even if they are at home or in a coffee shop or wherever they work from right you have to trust that this will happen i i think too the interesting thing too is when people work in an office the amount of distractions in an office um, make it so that the amount of productivity in an office is actually like only a couple hours in a whole day or something. And I find that when you do work from home, kind of people end up just working. It seems like I think they work a bit more. They might work a bit longer. They work a bit later. Um, so they might not be the traditional nine to five that you definitely want. Um, but you have to ask yourself, like, is the work still getting done? And is what you expect of them getting done? And if it is, then... I can't, you can't complain. But with, with everybody being home, with kids not being in school, I think that's going to pose a different challenge with the the effectiveness of working from home. Some people, they're working from home, but they've got three or four kids running around. Um, so, so it's going to be different than if you're normally just working from home when your kids are in school. But I think, yeah, de definitely. I think it's, it's going to, we're going to see some changes. I think when this is done, you're going to see some companies that are sort of forced to, to restructure and figure out, you know, how are we going to, to do business? And how we're also going to um, to take this to our advantage and use this for the work home balance as well, and for that flexibility in how people work, not necessarily having to go somewhere if they can be flexible about that. Yeah. Okay. So because you also mentioned um, employees and people who are gonna be still looking for work and you are a recruitment firm anyway, so you work with a lot of candidates. Do you have any any tips to share for them as to, as to how they can use this virtual space to their advantage right now? I, I think it's really important, like if you are working virtually, I think it's just really important, especially during this time, to remember to stay positive and to remember to be very professional as well. We, we constantly have this conversation, you know, just because you're you're working from home, um, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, you shouldn't still be staying professional. We always tell people, you know, when when you're doing your video call, make sure you change out of your pajamas type of thing. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, I think I think the most important thing is just trying to be a light for your colleagues. And, you know, when you're not seeing them face to face, it's a little bit different when you're working in the office, you're maybe used to being motivated by by your team or you're used to seeing, you know, numbers on a board um, that kind of push you to, to, you know, hit your targets. And so I think um, just being a light 
light and, and, and being very positive for your team members and trying to push them is really, really important. Um, being as, as communicative as you possibly can, re- remembering to, you know, um, share advice and share challenges, relate to others, and then just, just um, you know, staying, staying as professional as you possibly can be during your video calls, during your phone calls. I think what, like what this did is uh, the pandemic forced a lot of people online. So I, I've, I've thought for years that a lot of people use social media incorrectly for job searching specifically. I think it's very common to talk to people who say like, I have LinkedIn and they just apply to jobs. And I think what LinkedIn actually is, is just a virtual networking event. It's a social platform. And from the comfort of your own home, you can literally connect with tons of people really, really quickly. And the people who play the game the best are the ones who not only connect and grow their network, but they also engage and they become, like Brittany said, like thought leaders within a space. And I think you really need to elevate your own personal brand. And I get it. Not everyone wants to do it. It's a lot of work and it, it, it's a pain. But I think now there's so many people who have been forced to go online who maybe didn't necessarily use use LinkedIn, for example, as a platform before. Who are on it so you have so many eyes on it it's a great place if you are job searching to get out there grow your network connect with people who you don't know but maybe they work in the same line of field as you you introduce yourself you, you see where the conversation goes and you spark it that way um i mean we tell this to a lot of junior people looking to find jobs and a lot of people get laid off who uh maybe we can't necessarily help and i think not everyone wants to do it not everyone like it's it's tough right to do all this stuff so it's time consuming it's time consuming but i think when the ones who do do it do so use it effectively it works out really really well it kind of there's gonna be a lot of people job searching on indeed and stuff and you're gonna have thousands of resumes to a job so people are gonna get very inundated you're just a resume but linkedin you have a face you have a brand you have a personality so it's easier to stand out so we're seeing a lot of people seeing a lot of resumes actually where people are including their linkedin the link to their LinkedIn profile. Um, so I think it's a really good sort of selling platform, so sort of like an additional resume that you can have. But with with the whole pandemic and with coronavirus and a lot of people being laid off, we're seeing a ton of people searching for jobs. All it means is that the market is a lot more competitive. So you need to you need to personalize your your own brand a little bit, right? So we find LinkedIn's a really good way to do that. Right. So those are great tips. And yeah, I, I have to agree. It just helps with building your your personal and professional brand right and building your your network we can still network even if it's just it's virtual but there are still a lot of opportunities to network okay so one last question before we end this conversation what is one thing that you're looking forward to be able to do once this crisis is over? <laughs> is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to? Uh, there's a lot. Um, <laughs> a lot that we're looking forward to. Um, tra- traveling is one of them. We, we love to travel. I, I just am dying to get out and, you know, go to Europe or go, go back to Vancouver. I'm, I'm normally to and from Vancouver all the time and I've been staying put in Toronto. So it's been, um, it's been painful not being able to hop on a flight and, and go explore. So I think traveling is, is one of the biggest ones for me. And, and for me, I'd say it's the activities. Like I miss, I miss the hockey. I miss the boxing. I like, you want to get back into doing those things. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to, to that and also getting a haircut. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that would be a long line. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much for being here today, for sharing all of these tips and ideas and experience. And see you on the other side. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you, you Roxana. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, some great ideas in this conversation, right? And I loved their three points. One, have clear expectations of what you need from each person. Two, explain the why. Don't assume that people will do things automatically. And three, don't leave anybody in the dark. People are already nervous, anxious, and afraid in terms of what's going on. So be as transparent as you can as a business. If you have questions related to home work after crisis, please send them my way as I will keep interviewing people on this topic. I'm also happy to have you as a guest if you'd like to share your tips, ideas, and experience on how workplace culture changes, what your teams are doing to stay motivated, how you are creating the future of work in your organization, what the home work balance will look like, and so on. You get the picture. Because right now, more than ever, it's all personal. Nothing is just business anymore. Until next time.